Welcome to our podcast. I'm Pastor Mark Voss. Today we're celebrating Good Shepherd Sunday, giving thanks for that Good Shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, who gives perfect care to us, his sheep. In our sermon text today, Jesus also refers to himself as the door for the sheep. What exactly did he mean by that? What does he want us to know and to believe and to find comfort in? Join us and let's explore that together. Our sermon today is based on John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Our message is entitled, Jesus, the Door. May God bless you as you hear and take to heart the truths of his holy word. To those sheep who have been called who are loved by God the Father and kept by Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd. Mercy, peace, and love be yours in abundance. Amen. This Good Shepherd Sunday, we turn to John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10, where the Lord Jesus says to each of us, Amen, amen, I tell you. Anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the door, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The doorkeeper opens the door for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own sheep, he walks ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger, but will run away from him because They do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration in speaking to the people, but they did not understand what he was telling them. So Jesus said again, Amen, amen, I tell you, I am the door for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The words of our Savior. In Christ Jesus, dear fellow sheep, You know, there are few, if any, pictures that the Bible gives of our relationship with Jesus that are more comforting and more meaningful than that of Jesus being our good shepherd. I mean, to see ourselves as that little lamb, safe and secure in the arms of Jesus, Jesus there as the good shepherd with this confident, I've got you, everything's going to be okay, look on his face. That little lamb, its eyes closed in complete contentment, a a half-smile on its cute little face. What a blessing it is for us to be told that we are sheep in the fold of our good shepherd. But do you know the setting for this wonderfully comforting portion of Scripture? When Jesus referred to himself in John chapter 10, being our good shepherd, He was actually speaking some words of rebuke and dire warning. 
You see, in the chapter just before our text, Jesus had performed an astounding miracle. He had given sight to a man who had been blind since birth. And just before he healed him, Jesus had explained clearly to his disciples, and I quote, the work of God will be displayed in his life, and it certainly was. Jesus healed that blind man, gave him sight twice, not just physical sight, but also gave him eyes of faith to see and to know and to confess Jesus as his Lord and Savior. But not the Pharisees. Instead of seeing God's glory in all of this, they took issue with Jesus because he had performed this miraculous healing on the Sabbath day, and in their minds, that was breaking the Sabbath rules that they had come up with. And in anger, they confronted this now-seeing man, questioned him, and ultimately tossed him out of their synagogue. And then the Pharisees went and confronted Jesus, and Jesus lovingly explained to them that they, in fact, were the ones who were blind because they failed to see him as God's heaven-sent Messiah, the Christ, the Son of the living God, the Savior. And then Jesus spoke these words to those gathered there around him, the Pharisees and the disciples and anyone else who happened to be within earshot. And the point he was making, he was contrasting the loving care of the consummate good shepherd with the spiritual damage that is done by false shepherds who harm and kill and destroy people's souls and lead them off to hell. Today, we're celebrating Good Shepherd Sunday, though from our text this morning, we might think that it's the door Sunday. Over and over again in our text, Jesus is talking about the door to the sheep pen. In fact, he says flat out in verse 9, I am the door for the sheep. Jesus, the door. What, what is it that Jesus wants you to know? when he explains to you this morning that he is the door for the sheep? Well, for one thing, as I said, this is a dire warning. He's warning us here that anyone who doesn't enter the sheep pen by the door but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. Now, thieves and robbers don't politely stand at the front door waiting for someone to let them in. They they smash windows or they break locks or they force their way into a house because they're there to do harm and to destroy and to steal and to rob. Jesus' point is clear. He wants us to sit up and take careful note. He's saying, friends, I am your door to life. Well, what does that mean? What's a door for? Well, it's something that you go through in order to arrive at a place that you want to be. Jesus says here that he is the way, he is the door to an abundant life now, a life that makes sense, a life that understands I am here for God's purposes, I am here to give God glory, I am here in this world and given these days of grace to come to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior so that I can live with him eternally. He has come to give us life, a life now and a life forever in heaven. There is only one door to that life, and his name is Jesus. Through the door of Jesus' holy life lived in your place as your substitute, through the door of Jesus' suffering and death for your sins on the cross, you have everlasting life. Entering through him, that is, by trusting in Jesus, but him alone, you have eternal life. Jesus is 
your door. Okay, so who are the thieves and robbers that Jesus mentions here who don't enter the sheep pen through the door but sneak in by climbing over the wall or tunneling their way underneath it? They are false teachers. They are ones who don't point people to Christ, the door. Martin Luther once said, anyone who does not preach Christ is a thief and a robber. Why? Well, let's think this through, because to one degree or another, every false teaching, doesn't matter what it is, every false teaching has one common denominator, and it's this. Every false teaching would have us believe that our salvation is, at least to some degree, the result of what we do. That good people go to heaven if they've impressed God enough with their good life. Or that our salvation is a cooperative effort between us and our good shepherd. That he did his part, now he expects us to do ours. That we have to love Jesus enough. That we have to make him, really make him the Lord of our life if we want heaven. That we have to be obedient to him. That we have to do this but not that. We have to say this but not that. We have to change this and change that. We have to work at it hard enough until we reach a certain level where God is pleased enough with us that he might just give us life in his heaven. But at the end of the day, they're saying that in all this you doing stuff, you make yourself the door. And you become the door by which you enter into heaven. Fellow sheep, I pray that all of those kinds of things sound really off to your spiritual ears. That you recognize that those kinds of things are not the loving voice of your good shepherd at all. When it comes to your forgiveness, the good shepherd does not give you a list of things that you have to do to get into heaven or to get forgiven. He simply tells you your sins are forgiven. Forgiven not because of anything that you have done. Forgiven not because you've impressed him with your contrite tears or your promises to do better, but forgiven for the sake of the life that he gave for you on the cross. Forgiven. The good shepherd gave his life for the sheep, for you. That when it comes to following him, he doesn't tell you that first you have to get your act together and prove to him that you have enough faith or that you are worthy to be his follower. Instead, he tells you that he makes you worthy, that he has qualified you for the prize, the gift of eternal life in heaven. That your faith isn't in your faith, that your faith is in him, your good shepherd. He tells you that when it comes to having everlasting life in his heaven, There's not a list of all that you need to do. He rather has told you the list of all that needs to be done. It is finished. He doesn't tell you to earn it or to work for it, but rather tells you in absolutely unmistakable terms that heaven comes to you as a free gift of his grace. Ephesians 2 says that you are saved by grace through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by work, so that no one can boast. 
This good shepherd just comes to you with a love like you have never seen anywhere before and says, I am the door. Whoever enters through me will be saved. What a good shepherd. Be on your guard against people that would want to rob and harm and kill and steal your soul. Jesus is the door. He is your door. And we are sheep of the good shepherd. Right? That's, that's the other word that comes up over and over again here in our text, the word sheep. Eight times by my count. We are sheep. But not just any sheep, his sheep. Did you notice how your good shepherd is emphasizing his perfect care for you as one of his sheep? End of verse 3, he calls his own sheep by name. That kind of amazes me when I think about a farmer who owns a bunch of sheep. To me, they all look pretty much the same. They got thick white wool. Their face, pretty much one looks like another, but not to that farmer. He knows his sheep. In fact, he's got little pet names for them, and he can tell them apart quite easily. He knows their, their weaknesses, and he knows their tendencies. He even takes some time to brand them, usually with a certain kind of paint, because he wants people to know these sheep are mine. And that farmer takes care of those sheep. If there happens to be a little lamb who for some reason has stopped nursing, well then the shepherd goes out and carefully nurses that, that sheep with a bottle by hand. If a sheep gets sick, he calls the vet. If there is a predator threatening, then the farmer chases it away. Leave my sheep alone. He cares for his sheep. Believer, Jesus wants you to know from this text that he is your loving shepherd, that you are not just some nameless face to him, one pretty much the same as the next. No, he knows you, he has called you by name. He put his name on you at your baptism, and as that water coupled together with his powerful word came washing over you, he washed away your sins and claimed you to be his own. This one is one of my sheep, and he knows you. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your tendencies. He knows when you're afraid or anxious. He knows when you're fearful. He knows when you're disgusted. He knows when you're this close to giving up. He knows you and he cares for you every single moment of every single day like no one else in this world can. He keeps you safe in ways that you aren't always even aware of. When you're thinking of heading off into some sin, he, he brings some scripture passage to, remind, to, to your mind and calls you back to him, back to following him. When you head into sin, he comes to you in his word and searches for you. He takes you in and out to find pasture. He feeds you with the rich nourishment of his gospel. He waters you, quenches your thirst because he is your living water. But there is one thing that really stands out about our good shepherd. There's one thing that really sets him apart from all those thieves and robbers that look to harm and kill and rob and destroy. Jesus says that they come only to kill and destroy, but not Jesus. The good shepherd came to lay down his life for the sheep. Now that's a good shepherd, right? Can you even fathom some shepherd or some farmer? who gives up his own life to save the life of one of his sheep. I mean, he loves that sheep. He cares deeply about that sheep. 
He's invested in that sheep. But die for a sheep? Who does that? Jesus does. He said, I came that they may have life. In the verses just after our text, he goes on to say, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He did, didn't he? There at the cross, Jesus took our place, laid down his life for us for all of those times when we have pushed Jesus and his word and his will aside and have carelessly headed off into some sin. He laid down his life for that. For every single time when we have foolishly and stubbornly said, I'm not going to listen to your voice. I'm going to listen to my will and what I want for once. And I'm going to go and do what I want to do. Leave me alone. For all of those times, the good shepherd bowed his head and died for the sheep. But he didn't stay dead. Jesus laid down his life for the sheep. He went on to say only to take it up again. That's important, right? Because a shepherd who dies for one of his sheep is still a dead shepherd. A nice shepherd, a brave shepherd, a heroic shepherd, a really invested shepherd, but a dead shepherd. And if the shepherd is dead, his sheep are sitting ducks. Your shepherd laid down his life for you only to take it up again. He rose from the dead. He's alive. That good shepherd lives now to lead and guide you with his love. He lives to speak to you here in his holy word. By his grace, we know and we love his voice and we follow him and invested in his truth. We will never follow the voice of a false shepherd. In Jesus, our door we come in and go out and find pasture. You're finding it right now today as you feast on his gospel truth. He has led you in to find good pasture. Keep feeding on Jesus, your good shepherd, until finally we enter through him, Jesus, the door, into the one, that one perfect, glorious, eternal pasture called heaven. Jesus, our good shepherd, the door for us as sheep. Amen.